You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Best in the World. This is, we're going to call this Best in the World Daily because we're getting ready for Super Bowl 52. And we want to hear from you. All right, we got a lot to talk about. We got our team. The Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl taking on the New England Patriots. We're hyped. We're excited. We want to hear from the Eagles fans. We want to hear from people who cover the Eagles, people who follow the Eagles, people who love the Eagles. So we're talking to you guys all week long. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BITW Sports. Once again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. This is the Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. All right, as you all know, the Eagles won on Sunday, 38-7. They beat the Minnesota Vikings, sent them back to Minnesota, told them, hey, man, get your stadium ready for us, all right, because we coming. The Midnight Green is on their way to Minnesota to face the Patriots. So let's get right into it. Let's let's go to our first guest, all right? Our first guest this week on the Best in the World Sports Support Good friend of mine. He is a media consultant. He's a podcast host, and he's also a contributor for ESPN's TheUndefeated.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome on the phone lines Mr. OJ Spivey. OJ, what's happening, man? Hey, what's up, John? Glad to be back with you, man. Been too long. Oh my god, it has been too long. <laughs> but you know, it now is a is as good a time as any. OJ, I've had, time, yeah. I've had you on this show for years, man. You've been coming on this show since we first started. You've been one, you know, one of the first people to help us out and come on this show, talk Eagles. We've talked Sixes, and we've uh, let's be real, man. We, we've we, unfortunately we've had to talk about a lot of bad uh, Philadelphia sports, but now things have changed. We have a team going to the Super Bowl, playing for a world championship. I mean, how does that make you feel? I mean, have you wrapped your mind around that yet? Yeah, it's still sinking in for me. Uh, I thought the Eagles would win. I had a 20 to 10 score, but it's just the way that they won. And, you know, it is kind of surreal just thinking about it, just, you know, pinching yourself saying Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Uh, You kind of had that feeling when Carson Wentz was still uh, healthy. He was leading this team uh, as the quarterback, MVP candidate. Uh, in fact, you know, he'd probably be a shoe-in if, uh, if he were still healthy. But, you know, you just did not know with Nick Foles in there. But just to see him prevail, to see him persevere and have uh, perhaps the game of his life, we thought it was maybe that seven-touchdown game against the Oakland Raiders a few years back uh, during the Chip Kelly days. But this was definitely the game of his life. And just to see uh, the Eagles go to the Super Bowl. Um, it, it is surreal, and you just got to sit back and pinch yourself. I haven't really celebrated like everyone else has. I'm just still in a state of shock by the way they just uh, annihilated the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, so it, it it is, awesome. it's just a beautiful thing, and uh, the city definitely should celebrate uh, as much as they can. And then, you know, next week, get ready for the Patriots. But this this is a week of celebration for all the city, the whole area. Exactly, exactly. I celebrated hard. I watched the game with my family. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure my my daughter, my youngest daughter, probably wanted to call child services. I hugged her so hard when when the game was over. Uh, she, was, she was pretty much like, "Daddy, I can't breathe." I was like, I, "I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't let you go. I'm just really excited right now." No, but let me ask you this: Now, where did you watch the game? 
Well, I actually actually watched the game up at a bar in Manio. Okay. So I was, you know, I was uh, uh, with friend with a friend with a couple friends and everything, and you know, we were up there watching, and even the atmosphere just in that part of the city, uh, it was electric. Uh, just going in there, the place was packed upstairs, downstairs. Uh, the, even a third floor on the street, on, on Main Street, everything. So just when the game came on, you know, we were watching the AFC championship game. And then, uh, you know, we saw the end of that, how the Patriots came back with the Jaguars. But you could just tell everybody was just so psyched uh, for the Eagles game, just loud and everything. Um, you know, the, uh, the wind was taken out of the sails when the Vikings got that early touchdown, their only touchdown of the game. Um, but once Patrick Robinson returned that touchdown, uh, that pick six, uh, the place erupted just as the link did. Um, and you knew at that point, okay, they're back in it and they're going to win this game. Uh, it was just a matter of how. And nobody, me, you, anybody, even the Eagles themselves, probably didn't think that it would be that easy how they just took the hearts of the Minnesota Vikings oh to, to the point, Not at to all. the point. Yeah, to the point, John, to where whatever Minnesota did, offensively or defensively, it was going to be the wrong. It was going to be the wrong thing. <laughs> mm. Oh my goodness! I, I, now I, I admit, and and later on this week, when uh when Javon gets back in here, he's going to have me eating a lot of crow because I was a huge, uh, I, I was I was a doubter of Nick Foles. I I, I can admit I, it. I, I was too. I, I I doubted him. I I thought that I thought that in Atlanta and in Minnesota, I thought that he would be able to do just enough to to get them over the hump. Like I didn't think he would implode. I didn't think he would be awful. You know, a lot of people were doubting him based on, I guess, those last two games of the season. I really, you know, as much as I doubt Nick Foles, to me, those two games didn't really mean a lot to me because I just felt like, you know, the Eagles had it wrapped up. They were, you know, they weren't playing for anything. You know, it's just a different story. I, I knew he would be able to play better in the playoffs. I just didn't expect thirty-eight points. I didn't expect thirty-eight to seven. And, and you know, just like you said, you know, it was, it was. He would, he could, he shredded a very good defense, which is something you know you really haven't been able to say about Nick Foles in the past, where he just comes out against a stout defense, a good team, and just has his way against them. You know, that's something you you really don't say. You, Nick Foles hadn't done that yet. That's one thing he really hadn't done. But in the end, it was great. The vibe was great. You were out there amongst the, uh, the – you were out there in the city – you know, celebrating with with your friends and and other Eagles fans, and you've been in the city all week long. How would you describe the vibe of the city and the and the fan base right now? Well, first thing that I can attest to, uh, I used I actually was an employee at the uh, Link for uh, parts of three seasons, so I still have a lot of friends down there that work with the game day staff, work with security. You know, I've interacted with. Um, you know, Eagles president, Don Smolinski. I've seen Jeffrey Lurie a number of times. Uh, other media guys, uh, you know, who cover the team, beat writers, all of that. So the atmosphere, I can just only imagine by not being there presently mm -hmm. the other day, I can just only imagine how all of those people feel. And, you know, I just give a shout out to uh, all the hard workers who work at the link. And they've done that. Some people have uh, worked there for, you know, a dozen years, uh, ever since the link opened. Mm. So just, uh, I'm happy for those people. 
Uh, even though you know they they did go to the Super Bowl back in '04, but you know it, it was a lot of it was a lot of time. It's been 13 years, so that's a long time. Uh, but I was so happy for them, and uh, you kept hearing vibes. And in fact, you saw a thread I think on uh, on Twitter to where uh, people over New Jersey could hear the stadium. That's how loud wow. it was. Uh, good friend, good friend of mine. He lives by the airport. He could hear that where the stadium. Uh, you know, all the cheering. And it, it's so funny because I even mentioned uh, early today on Twitter that um, if there was a time where people felt like the link would never have that home field advantage that the vet had mm-hmm. or, you know, other stadiums across the NFL, I think they've broken that uh, as of, you know, this NFC championship game because the crowd was just as loud as you've ever heard it. Like as far as not hearing yourself think, and I, I think that was great for the fans as well. Certainly the Eagles appreciated it. Uh, and, you know, I'm in Center City every day, so people just still walking around with their Eagles gear, just with their chest out, um, just uh, just so happy that uh, the Eagles are back in it. And just to think, you know, you always want your team, no matter what the sport, to play in the last game of the, se- last game of the season, the last game of that uh, league year. And just to think that the Eagles are playing in that final game, that has to make everybody feel euphoric. And just people just can't stop talking about it. Oh, man, you're, you, you are right. You are absolutely right. Hey, we're talking with O.J. Spivey, media consultant, podcast host, contributor for ESPN's The Undefeated. Hey, O.J., I want to ask you, now where were you when the Eagles won the NFC Championship back in 2004? Well, the, the thing that stands out, if you remember, there was a, uh, an awful snowstorm yeah. the day before, the night before. So I just remember, when I just go directly back to just shoveling, <laughs> shoveling all that morning because it was well over a, a foot of snow. I think it might have been like maybe 16 inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember uh, at the link where they got, they had to, you know, bring people in off the street to help. Uh, clear the field, clear the stadium, mm-hmm. and people were getting frostbite and all those things. So I just remember being home shoveling all that morning, early afternoon. It was a three o'clock game. Uh, people were psyched for that as well because you did feel that um, the Eagles were. You did feel at that time that the Eagles were the favorite. They had a mm-hmm. great year, similar to this year. But of course, they had a healthy quarterback in McNabb. Uh, Terrell Owens was hurt, but she knew that good team was coming in with, uh, uh, ironically, Michael Bick, who ended up playing here mm-hmm. many years later, but she just kind of knew it was a, it was a, it was a different vibe then because you just knew the Eagles were better than the Atlanta Falcons at, at that time. Um, if you compare it to this year, uh, we knew how good the Eagles were going into, uh, that game at Los Angeles. You know, they were on the inside track of going to the Super Bowl. But again, it goes back to when Carson Wentz got hurt. And you, you mentioned it too, John, just uh, not having that faith, being skeptical or, you know, being cynical about Nick Foles because we just didn't know what to expect. He didn't uh, have a training camp because he was hurt. He didn't have many reps. Uh, did he come in and uh, relieve uh, Carson Wentz? And that was great what he did. Um, and then you saw his game against the Giants, didn't do so well against the Raiders and then the Cowboys for, you know, that half or so. It was just a lot of question marks, and I think it was legitimate question marks. I don't think people should feel bad for being skeptical about Nick Fulton because you lose your franchise quarterback. And most teams, 
uh, in the league, when you lose your franchise quarterback, you are done. But we also had to remember that the Eagles are good enough uh, defensively. Uh, they still have a lot of weapons offensively. And all of that uh, came to fruition uh, the other day when they annihilated the Vikings. You saw how good Alshon Jeffrey was. You saw why Zach Ertz is a, is a pro bowler. Uh, you saw why they put together this three-headed monster at running back uh, with, uh, with Blunt, uh, with uh, Ajayi, uh, with Clement. All those off, all those guys play a role. I mean, you saw Torrey Smith drop the pass early and then, you know, just, uh, just became clutched uh, catching that uh, yeah. flea flicker. So redeeming himself. Uh, you saw how – you knew how good the defensive line is. Fletcher Cox, Jernigan, uh, Chris Long coming in, uh, Vinny Curry. You knew how good these guys are. And just uh, also, too, there were some question marks because let's say, how can this team uh, sustain losing player after player, losing a future Hall of Famer, Jason Peters, losing one of the best young linebackers in the league in Jordan Hicks, <laughs> losing the, uh, your kicker. You never know what kickers mm-hmm. nowadays, where extra points being what they are now. Um, you know, just losing guy after guy, being thin at the linebacker spot. You just never knew. How was uh, Vita, Big V, going to step in and fill a, a future Hall of Famer shoes? Mm-hmm. There were certain question marks. And again, that went back to Nick Foles. But, you know, I give, a, I give credit to the whole entire roster because they never used the injuries as an excuse and nor did the coaches. No, and it's great. You know, you see what you see what's happening, and it's easy to get caught up in it. You know, um, I, I'm a I'm a believer. You know, you know, I, I am I am a believer. You know, at this point now, you get to the point. You know, you get to this point in the season when your team's knocking on the door to you know to immortality. You know, to greatness. You know, you you have to be all in. You have to be all in, and it was a. It's been a minute before, you know, since we've been, you know, we've been down this road. It's been a minute, so I guess I I ask you, you know, what do you think the difference is in the atmosphere of the fan base between now and two thousand four? What do you think is different about how we as fans are approaching this game on Sunday, or I should say, a week from Sunday? Well, I think it's overall a, a better team, uh, a better overall team, uh, better skilled players at every position. Uh, you can't really say that there's necessarily a weak, uh, a weak link. Well, you can say maybe there's a weak link, maybe a, a player here, a player there, but overall as a collective unit, um, you, you have the confidence that this team can go into uh, Minnesota next week and beat the Patriots, beat the Goliath that the, the yeah. Patriots are. And I think they're a much better coach. Look, you give it all to Andy Reid. He had a tre- he's had a tremendous coaching career, whether it be here, in, whether it was here in Philadelphia, whether it was in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, but you saw on that Super Bowl Sunday, as close as it was, as good as a shot they had, uh, Reed was outcoached by mm-hmm. Belichick. Yeah. I mean, could Belichick outcoach Peterson again this week? Yes, but I, I, I next week, I, yes, but I don't think it could be nearly as egregious. Mm-hmm. I just think it's just going to be pound for pound. I just think the players are going to, uh, you know, compete in this game, and I don't even think maybe coaching might be a factor. But mm-hmm. the the thing is, this team is always ready. They're always ready to play. Even when they lost, they were always ready to play. 
Um, you know, maybe they had that one blimp on the radar when they were at Seattle. I mean, look, nobody wants to chase around what's what's the one what's every day. No, I understand that. that. Yeah, so that was really the one bad loss that you can think of. Um, Kansas City, I guarantee you, if they were to go back up to Kansas City right now, like they did in week two, mm-hmm. they would crush Kansas City like they did the Vikings. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, the team was still learning, and that was week two. So, um, you know, just like they say in college football, if you're going to lose, lose early. No, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, this team has evolved. It has such a veteran presence. I think what helps, too, you have guys who have been to, to the, uh, they have been their first rodeo. You start with Malcolm Jenkins, who won the Super Bowl uh, with the Saints as a young player. He's never forgotten that experience. Uh, you take a Tory Smith, who had a clutch, who had a clutch playoff um, run while he was in Baltimore. Yep. You know, going into Denver, you know, beating a, uh, a heavy favored uh, Broncos team. You got Chris Long, who uh, was a, uh, was a key cog in the Patriots even last year. Mm-hmm. So you know he's going to you know let. Uh, put the Eagles at ease knowing that he played under Bill Belichick. So these guys are going to be prepared. And I've even said um, on a couple other, uh, couple other venues, I said, look, Patriots, they're definitely going to have to bring their A game uh, in two weeks because if they play any, any way how they played against Jacksonville, mm-hmm. against this Eagles team, yep. they're going to lose because the Eagles are not going to go in there not ready and unprepared. They're going to be just as prepared as any team that Tom Brady has ever faced. No, I hear you. I hear you. So you talk about how they match up against the Patriots. So the million-dollar question is, Can do you think Nick Foles can dip, duplicate his efforts against Minnesota when they face pa- the Patriots? Do you think Nick Foles could do it again in the Super Bowl, do what he did against the Vikings? Could he do it again? In Super Bowl Fifty Two, well, a couple things, uh, John. Realistically, you would want to bet no, um, but all you could ask for is that okay, can he have a similar co- completion percentage? Uh, you know, will he throw three or four touchdowns? Probably not. But how? Look at his p- completion percentage. What is uh, what type of throws can he make? I, I said throughout the playoffs that Nick Foles has to make maybe about. A uh, half a dozen good throws uh, for the Eagles to try and win. Uh, it might be a little more against the Patriots because schematically they give you so many different looks, so many different things. Patriots don't nearly have as good a defense as the Vikings did. Um, but again, it's all scheme. It's all about adjustment. Mike Zimmer never adjusted in that game. Mm. Belichick is going to want to adjust several times. He just is, you know, during the play sometimes. Uh, but. Um, you know, Nick just going to have to, you know, uh, keep doing what he's doing. As long as he stays relaxed, as long as he doesn't get rattled, I think he will be fine. And I think also, too, he has to allow, um, just continue to allow to trust in his teammates, trust Jeffrey down the field, uh, trust Tory Smith, um, you know, go to, go to his, um, his go-to guy, Zach Ertz. That's his security blanket, as we say, not to do a cliche, but that's his security blanket. You know, utilize his running back, all of those things. Um, and, you know, when you look at it, uh, Nelson Aguilar, he really didn't have, when he wasn't involved in the offense uh, the other day, but this could be the time where they unleash Nelson Aguilar. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, Doug Peterson and the coaching staff, they're well prepared with that. They're going to look at all angles. 
And I and again, I think this is just going to be probably the toughest game the Patriots will play uh, all season because the Eagles are that good. We can finally say that the Eagles are a tremendous team. They are a great team. They, they're just not, you know, a team who lucked up and, you know, made it to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, you, you saw what they did against the Vikings. The number one defense in the league, you know, giving up the fewest points. They were virtually... Uh, the stingiest team on third down conversion. So you saw what they did with them. Uh, one week doesn't trans- necessarily translate to the other, but you can say you see two great teams playing in the Super Bowl uh, in less than two weeks. I hear you, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. So finally, let me just ask you, are you going to Minnesota? Will we see OJ in Minnesota? No, I'm not going to Minnesota. I don't have any plans. Well, I really wasn't eager to go anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, you know, some last minute thing, I get a call, say, hey, we need you to cover this and everything. I'll, you know, just change my life around to do it. But uh, no current plans to go to Minnesota. Uh, probably, I would probably much better um, look forward to going to Atlanta next year than Minnesota. Uh, but if I do, I'll be staying on the skylines. But most likely, I won't be there. So. Uh, I, I may be, I may be hosting a party. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to stay here in Philly and, uh, just root the Eagles on. I hear you. I hear you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is OJ Spivey, media consultant, podcast host, and contributor to ESPN's undefeated. OJ, thank you, my friend. Yeah, no problem. And just one more thing I want to add mm-hmm. uh, to that strategy with the Eagles and the Patriots, if I can. Uh, you look back to when the, the two losses that the Patriots had in the Super Bowl to the New York Giants. They had the defensive line, you know, Strahan, Tuck, all those guys. Eagles have just as good of a defensive line. That's something to watch. Oh, boy. Uh, see, I'm, getting, I'm hyped already. I'm, you know, it's you two, weeks, uh, two weeks Don't away, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm hyped. <laughs> I'm ready. Just kick the ball off now. I'm telling yeah, you. I'm ready. I'm ready also. Let's do it. Uh-huh. It's going to be a long two weeks, but at least, you know, they're playing and we look forward to it. All right. OJ, thank you, my friend. Uh, no problem, man. Anytime. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, that is OJ Spivey, media consultant and contributor for ESPN's The Undefeated. Hey, I want to thank you for checking out the best in the world sports report. You can hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at any time at BITW Sports. I'm going to try and come to you every day and talk a little bit of Eagles with you. Let me know what you think. Let me know what your concerns are, how confident you are. How are you feeling about this game? Let me know. Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. Remember, you can check us out on, you can check this podcast out on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Just search the best in the world sports report. Or you can download this podcast on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash BITW Sports. And just a reminder that you can hear this show in its entirety every Saturday morning on PhillyGoFlow.com. That's the grown folks groove. PhillyGoFlow.com. Saturdays 8 a.m. My name is John Brown. And I'll check you out later. Peace, y'all. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com.